Hi, this is Austin Parsons, pitmaster with Smoky Mountain Q in Nashville, Tennessee, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how's it going? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet wiener. Oh, listen, Laverne, shit I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. <laughs> top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. It's the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about live fire barbecue and grilling items of only the highest importance on this show from 9 to 11 every Tuesday. We are doing it live. We do it live. However, we are also recording at the same time. So if you miss the live show, which most of you do because you have a life. Not saying that you folks listening live on Tuesdays don't have a life, but draw your own conclusions. The first hour of the podcast will be available tomorrow, early in the morning, and then the second hour on Thursday, and I will tell you about Friday here in just one second. Still to come on this show this evening, making her 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 first quarterly appearance of 2023 is the creator of the hardcore carnivore brand, Jess Priles. Stay tuned. As we get ready to talk a little barbecue shop with Jess Priles, who's been on some trips recently. She's also heading out to new trips as well. So looking forward to seeing what she's up to and then talking about some other hot topic items. So if you have any questions for Jess that you've been asking or that you've been waiting to ask her or you'd love to post to social media, but instead... If you have direct access here this evening, go ahead and shoot them over to me via email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com, and I'll be sure to work those in here through the course of the evening. We also say good evening to those of you watching the show tonight through our video streaming platform partners. You can go to Facebook or Twitch slash BBQ Central Show to watch. Also, you can watch over at YouTube slash RD Rempe, where they're Appears to be a fairly robust, uh, robust. We'll make a new word up tonight. It's robust chat going on. So if you'd like to interact with some of the other fans and some of the other non-fans of the show or me, please jump in over to the YouTube chat and take part in the goings on in the instant chat update on the poll question this evening, which was. In general, are you a fan of activated charcoal rubs? Yes, no, or what the F is activated charcoal rubs? We are now in a dead heat. Well, two of the three are in a dead heat. 38% of you are both saying yes. 38% of you are also saying what the F is activated charcoal rubs. Uh-oh. And 24% of you are saying, no, you're not a fan. Get that big stuff out of here. Truth be told, I'm aligning with the 24%. It has nothing to do with flavor. It has everything to do with aesthetics. I don't find me personally, I don't find black rub to be aesthetically pleasing when it goes on. Raw meat, I don't find it to be aesthetically pleasing after it comes off the smoker or maybe you're using it on steak and it's coming off the grill. Visually, it doesn't appeal to me. So even though the taste is good, I believe, uh, for instance, Jess Pryle's black and red rub are the same flavor profile, but they look completely different. One's, (laughs) One's red and one's black, of course, but I prefer the red color. I prefer the traditional barbecue colors, the mahoganies, the deep reds, things like this. And the black rub for me just isn't it. Now, 
If that's something that you're a fan of, fine, but that's where we differ. So I align with the 24%. I know what activated charcoal rubs are, but I just can't get down with it. And it's weird. And also everybody in the house can't get down with it. And being in a house full of women, I also have to abide by what everybody else is doing because we're cooking for the group. And if the group doesn't like it, then I'm not going to do it. Can I get a hell yeah? Give me a hell yeah! That's right. So coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this Friday, we have episode 265. One of my favorite guys over the history of this show, which is long-reaching. In 2008, February 7th, this show went from podcast to a live show. February 7, 2008. By simple math, we are entering into the 15th year of live shows. Is that right? Two years prior to that, as I was telling Brad Robinson, and let me save you the emails and the instant chat. Greg, you go between Brad and Bradley like you're passing out free guilders. It's just striking. Sometimes it's Brad, sometimes it's Bradley. One second I'm formal, the other second I'm a little less formal. But I did tell Brad two years previous to the live show in 2008, it was just a podcast where I was interviewing luminaries. And in the first podcast, I wasn't interviewing anybody important. It was just people at my barbecue forum. Does anybody out there remember barbecue forums? Anyway, long way to go to say on this week's best of one of my favorite guests of all time, a far reaching comment to make given the thousands of guests that have showed up on the show over the last 17 years in whatever form or fashion you want to consider. He is a Canadian barbecue and grilling expert. He was at one point a world record holder, might still be a world record holder, a multiple time author in the business of barbecue as well. And someone I almost met in person, Ted Reader, the master planker. Ted once planked gum. Ted has planked Twinkies injected with Jack Daniels because Ted is a fan of Jack Daniels. Ted's blood might be 25% Jack Daniels at any given moment. So, look forward to a great best moments in 10 minutes or less coming up this Friday with Live Fire Star and Live Fire Sensation, Ted Reader. Don't forget, if you want to hear a guest or segment again on the show that's been lost in the archives, email John and let him know what you would like to hear. J-O-N at thebbqcentralshow.com. Now, following up on last week's email that was sent in by Fred from Oregon, like Oregon State, I have updated news. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive, exclusive. news update. This is Greg Rempe reporting from the Breaking News Desk here in Cleveland, Ohio, the city that, makes, that breaks the most live fire breaking news across the country. Nay, the globe. The 2000, 2000. The 2023 Grill Fest at Hartville Hardware in Hartville, Ohio, was now confirmed it will be September 23rd, 2023. So like many of you did this past September, and that was more in the middle of September this past year, if I believe, or if I remember correctly, it never wants to compete with the American Royal Weekend, which is why they wait a number of months in between to make sure that the Royal doesn't do anything. They don't zig when they're supposed to zag kind of thing. But it has been determined that the Hartville, Ohio, Hartville Hardware's Grill Fest 2023 will be September 23rd. So, Fred, get on CheapTickets.com, get on Orbitz, get on Canoe, get on Kayak, whatever, Powerboat.com, Amtrak, PuddleJumpersAreUs.org and figure out a way to get your sweet ass over here to the Buckeye State and specifically Hartville. There's at least one, not at least, there is only one hotel to stay in at Hartville. So depending on how you want to attack that whole weekend, maybe you want to come in, you want to hit up 
Bomb City, USA, take in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, go to Mabel's Barbecue, hit up some of our finer independently owned restaurants, take in the, uh, ooh, I almost said it, take in a Cleveland Guardians game. Let's go. I mean, we are ready to rock. We're ready to show you a good time. I don't know how high the bar is set coming in from Oregon. However, having never been there, I don't want to just cast a broad dispersion that Cleveland is more happening than anywhere in Oregon. I mean, you have great cities like Portland and other cities in Oregon. So, Fred, mark it down on your calendar. There you go. Also, and I don't know if I should bring this up or not. You know what? I'm not going to bring it up at this point. I can't do it. I can't do it now because it will make me blow my top, and I don't want to do that as we're leading into the segment with Jess Priles, who should be coming up here shortly. As I look in the box, it's just black. However, we have a few minutes to play around with here, so I'm sure starting off 2023, there's no blow-off in order here. She's not competing this coming weekend that I know of to get the reverse karma like Tim Shear got at Blues Hog to win Memphis in May. That's only a one-time thing. Hey, since 1991, the National Barbecue and Grilling Association has been the voice of the barbecue and grilling industry by helping members network and lead and learn from proven professionals. New owner and leader, Cal Phelps, Look to take the history of this organization, move it to new heights in 2023 and beyond as they start with the National Barbecue and Grilling Association's annual conference, which is currently open for registration. You can go to nbbqa.org. It's all right there on the main page to further check out. But don't wait. If you're someone in the business of barbecue and grilling and you are looking to stay on top of trends, market your business better, learn from folks who've done it right and continue to evolve in the market that itself is ever changing this is the conference you want to attend don't wait starts on wednesday february 15th it goes through saturday february 18th it is being held at the beautiful wyndham orlando resort and conference center and celebration area of orlando make your reservations now and then take advantage of being around the most successful barbecue people in the industry during those four days Walk right up to the likes of a Mo Kason or Dr. Barbecue, Mark Lambert, Tuffy Stone's going to be there. The list goes on. And then ask them all the questions you want to have answered. You'll be surprised at how approachable and open they are. They want to help you succeed in this industry, the industry that we love. We want people to succeed till they're around for a long time. That's the idea. Once again, February 15th through the 18th in Orlando. Go to nbbqa.org for all the information, lodging, pricing. Don't miss out. And if you aren't a member yet, consider joining and then have access to videos and other info in case you aren't able to attend a conference later in the year. You have access to it through the video archives. nbbqa.org. That's nbbqa.org. We're back with Jess Priles right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in three sizes, a host of accessories. Doesn't matter if you're just a beginner or if you're a professional cooker you want to add to the arsenal for sure, visit Pit Barrel Cooker. Dot com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. My next guest, the CEO of the Hardcore Carnivore brand of products. She's a spokesperson for a number of Highline profile brands. She is a book writer, remains active on social media, and to top it off, a Barbecue Central Show's guest hall of famer. Joining us for the first time in 2014... <laughs> 2023 is Jess Priles. Jess, New Year's resolutions for 2023. What's on the docket? If I had them, they would already be broken. 
quite frankly. Already? Yeah, I think so. I, I just, I believe in living by no rules whatsoever, apparently. Hmm. All right. There's no resolutions. Still trying to be a good person. So How's that working I'm Trying out? to go to more in-person events this year. <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to ask my husband. <laughs> now, 2023, New Year's trends right off the bat, it seemed, as the calendar turned. The butter mm. candle was out like a quarter horse race. I don't know if anybody understands the horse racing reference that I just made, but these are really fast horses for a quarter mile and it's a straight shot. And this thing, the butter candle was out just as fast. Now what I'm seeing three weeks into the year, you know, I'm not going to say butter candle is going to shatter the world as far as dumb food trends uh, by the time we get to the end of it here. But I am going to partner up with my guy, John Solberg, Michigan and Betty correspondent and say the 2023 is going to be the year of butter in social food trends, butter in every form or fashion. In fact, I've seen it in a number of different ways already outside of the butter candle. And the most recent mm, one. The butter board. Yeah. Well, yeah, butter board. But the most recent one was taking a stick of butter and then jamming it down into a jar of peanut butter. Because, hey, peanut butter and butter sandwiches are something I grew up on as a kid and found to be delicious. So I'm going to hedge the bet that butter is going to play a big visual role in trends this year. What are you seeing for trends this year? Well, Greg, I would argue that butter never left. I mean, but, I get um, it, but it seems to be just, you know, present, front and center on the butter. The butter board freaked me out. I mean, and if, and if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, it's literally getting a cutting board and taking softened butter smearing it across the board and then layering it with something whether that's seasoning or you know you can do a s'mores version i don't even know but there was something about that and i love butter don't get me wrong but there's something just a little it 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 bordered on unappealing i'm going to say i don't know why it's nearly like the smoked cream cheese thing for me it just it hit that same nerve for whatever reason but um butter on burnt ends fantastic you know, butter melting on a steak, excellent. Rich. Butter on sourdough, fantastic. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there for it. I think we're going to see the Thor's hammer come back again. That's, I, don't, I think it's going to be more accessible this year. That's one of my predictions. And we're definitely going to see some ridiculous food trends because everyone's trying to one-up each other. Yeah. Uh, Jess, I'm top. going to ask you, we're going to back out of food talk here for a second and go technical. Mm. Can you uh, Can you tap on your microphone real quick? Ooh. Am I too far away? No, it's not on. It didn't take this time in. Can <gasps> okay, you imagine? Sorry. That's all right. Do you know how to fix it? Yeah. Or do I need to give you the, yes. the quick the quick directions? I know how to fix it. I know how to fix it. You should just talk about talk amongst yourselves real quick. Oh, okay. Well, we'll play a little traveling music, as we say here in downtown Cleveland, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So we see if Jess is going to fix this. I'm hotly <laughs> anticipating this. It should be, it should be working. How's that? It's the same. So Can what you're gonna, so what you'll want to do. I hate to say this. You're gonna yes. have to close the browser and then come back in. There's a good chance that it will take then. But this is what happens when we're doing live shows. So go ahead and close the browser. Come back in. We're doing it live. All right. DRB. This is what we do. We'll do it live. We do it live. We'll do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. I have no doubt that we will. Have her in full throat when she comes back. Uh, give us a tap. No. Still no. On. I mean, it's on. Oh, wait, I know wait. Do it again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, How's yeah. That? There we go. That there we go. Must have been a little I'll lag. Just, I'll speak this close. I'm just going to speak this close to it. Yeah, must have been a little lag there. That's all right. All right so now yeah. we're all set. Appreciate Thanks you. Thanks, everyone, for being patient. Yeah, appreciate you doing yeah. that. So I, I can't give uh, Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue a hard way to go last week. When I heard his wasn't on and then, you know, check you just in case. I mean, I could have been wrong. The lady last segment was just in a terribly untreated room and her high ceilings were not her best friend, unfortunately. But, you know, the mic that she had was working. So anyway, look. I just want everyone to take a moment and and appreciate the sound quality that Greg puts into his show. God damn it, right. He could just be chattering about nothing. Right. But here he is with his big mic. Yeah. And we know that yeah. size counts in this case. Yes, somebody's so. compensating for something, right? Yeah. I mean, there's no question about it. 
<laughs> By the way, uh, because yep. we, oh, I minimized this earlier, but what did I do with it? Here it is. I just want to throw know, up a, a uh, what do they call it? A, you just want to throw up? No, I want to throw this up. Because uh, that's what you just said. Hi, okay. coming in from first hour guest, Brad hey! Robinson, Chud's Barbecue. Hey! About that, I don't know. He's if the best. Yeah, so, um, you know, he's a good, he's a good guy. Brad did an interesting segment because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he did it from where he would normally shoot his video. So he was outside. He had mm. one of his Chud built smokers, or, or I guess those would be Brad built smokers behind him. He had this little lav mic that sounded great uh, and a great camera. So he was, you know, full production mode. I suppose if he would come on again i could leverage him to actually do some kind of cooking on the show because the setup obviously is available well he's a young man and he has a lot more stamina than the rest of us so let's you know i i say just push him to greatness how young of a guy is he do you think 28 uh, i think it's got a good no i uh, like late 20s early 30s sure let's go with that late 20s wow All right. i don't so know he's a young guy well, yikes Yes, I don't know. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Sorry, Brad, if I'm getting it wrong. But if I am, what a compliment. No kidding. What a compliment. I mean, he is handsome. You've been no standing doubt. in front of pits. You know, has anyone ever looked into that whole correlation of being around that smoke mm, exposure and what yes. it does for your aging process? I don't know because I, I think, um, oh, now I'm going to forget his name. Uh, who's that guy from that thing? Bre Brendan. Brendan. Smiley's barbecue about? guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, Brendan. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, Brendan you know, Lamb. Very handsome, but guess what? He's really 13 years old, so standing in front of the barbecue <laughs> pit obviously does age and causes hair to grow <laughs> on your face. So you said... I'm 20... 21. I look terrible for my age. Hey, look, we're, we're all suffering from being in front of the pits in some form or fashion, I guess. And we're That's all it. telling our truths here in 2023. So let's keep that uh, resolution as well. Tell our truths. You'd mentioned earlier that 2023 was going to be more of a year of travel for Jess Pryles. Uh, last weekend, you were, was it Florida for some kind of a Smithfield barbecue pool party? Or what was that all about? <laughs> it was part of the uh, Fort Lauderdale Food and Wine Festival, and they did a poolside barbecue battle that mm -hmm. was sponsored by Smithfield. Right. So Smithfield flew me out. I was just announced as sort of a surprise guest and then haha, -ha, lo and behold, I was actually a surprise judge. So it was pretty cool to be able to taste things without everyone knowing that I was actually one of the judges. So nobody knew in advance that you were judged. They just sat nope. you somewhere and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, by the way, Jess was one of our judges or they didn't even mention it. Well, they didn't mention it until the end. So, yeah. But the cool thing is it was like a food festival, and I quite like this. It would be cool if we could do a barbecue competition more in this style rather than just the traditional style, which is just everyone is there. Anyone who bought a ticket can go, and you get you know these little portions of food or these little dishes so that it's not just reserved for the judges. And really in that case, because they also did a people's choice category, and, and you end up selecting a true winner of the people so people are more incentivized to cook the barbecue that they want to not the barbecue that they think they have to hmm. um let's dish the dirt here what kind of live fire luminaries are at this event uh captain ron from florida did an amazing um salmon dish and actually robin was there helping him who we had um grill girl robin oh robin yes friend of the show robin we had um, Ed Randolph from Handsome Devil Barbecue New York came down and won it for the second year in a row, wow. which is wild. Wow. And then there was like a lot of local uh, restaurants that sort of showed up for it. So it was a real mixed bag. Uh, everybody down there from a luminary standpoint, people you get along with or that you follow, or do you pretty much stay in your own lane? I, I, I'm trying to get better about following more people. Hmm. Um, and 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 like expanding my world because I used to be like if I follow too many people and and focus on too much noise, <laughs> I find it ruined my own creative process because I was like, oh, I don't want to be feel like I'm copying someone else. So if I just keep my blinders on, all of my ideas will sort of come by their by themselves. But I think you do need to keep socializing and and, and you know keep being inspired by your peers as well. So. 
Um, am, are you are you digging for something here? Am no. I missing something? No, not missing anything. You sure? Okay. From a cook, Just checking from a cookery level, when you're at this kind of a thing, I mean, you're somebody that is constantly putting together recipes, showing off your food wares. Your food, I would say, seems it looks delicious, but it seems approachable from a, an every man and woman type of standpoint to be able to, you know, give it a shot over the weekend or if they, you know, have some time during the day, whatever. Uh, what kind of cookery levels going on at this kind of an event? Is it pretty high level stuff? The really cool part is that it ranged. Um, and thank you for saying that because I'm I'm good to go with that with my food. I mean, I'm not a trained chef, so it should be very approachable. <laughs> um, you had, like I said, local restaurateurs. So some were just barbecue joints that had been there forever doing just, you know, classic pulled pork, let's say. And then you had, it was held at like a Hyatt hotel. So the staff of the Hyatt and one of their restaurants came down. And of course that's going to be a very complex and fancy dish. And then you just had like the backyard grillers and the guys doing, there was one guy there that, that came third in people's choice who like imported post oak from Texas for his beef wow. to make it legit, legit smoked. Um, so, so more of those guys are sort of more barbecue fanatics as well and, and everyone in between. So I, I love that because it really celebrates the full community, you know, of, of everybody who loves barbecue, not just people who do it for a living, not just weekend warriors, but it's accessible for everyone. So that was last weekend. This weekend, you are mm. headed out to Mississippi to do the Shed SCA event or to attend. Like, what's the, I don't want to... I'm judging. Yes, I'm judging you, that one too. You, so are you a yes, certified I'm, SCA judge? No, I don't know if I'm, I'm not. So I don't know if I'm judging the SCA cook or if they have special categories. Um, they have a mm. lot of ancillary categories at this competition. And then the week before last, I was actually at brisket camp here in Texas, which is a huge event. Is that um, the thing put on by the Southern Foodway Alliance? Uh, Yes and no. It's it's Foodways Texas, which is the Texan version of the Southern Foodways Mm -hmm. Alliance, and it's done in conjunction with Texas A&M University. Can anybody go to that? Every... No, it's a lottery. You can anyone can anyone can sign up for it. Yeah. But there's you av you wait on average about five years to get drawn in the lottery to attend. You're kidding. Kind of crazy. No, not. How many people are there? I don't know, Greg. Maybe for media's sake, we need to have a chat. Well, usually it's 80, and this year wow. they guarantee that if you've waited five years on the list, you'll make it in. So this year they had so many people who were due that they had to host it at the Equine Center instead of the Meat Lab, and they made it 180 people, which the was wild. The Equine Center, wow. I see yes, a little the grassroots Texas movement. Texas Equine Center. A little grassroots movement for me going. I see that it- working. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. I don't think they harvest them there. I think they teach them how to race them. Baby steps. One step at a time here, Jess Pryles. Uh, by the way, we're talking with Jess Pryles, JessPryles.com for recipes, for gear, rubs, and all that other stuff, HardcoreCarnivore.com. So I'm uh, in agreement with you. You're probably doing some kind of an ancillary judging, unless uh, maybe they have you take part in an SEA judging event. I could see that taking place the night before just to get some judges in. I don't know. I mean, would you be down for that? Would you judge steaks yeah. or does that get too toothy no no no. i i i've never met a steak that i didn't like well <laughs> that's not true we've all had that one but um no i think that would be awesome i i have i've cooked one sda competition before that was part of a whole event that i was at but it's also that funny thing of like i think it's so I think it's so impressive what people do to compete but it's also like that's not how i would cook a steak i'd never cook a steak to me, ribeye to medium. I'd never cook it with grill marks. I'd want to sear all the way over. So but I you, don't know. I'm trying. I guess I, I'll try not to carry bias in. You can do that. Yeah, but it never wins. Not never. Rarely. Okay. No pun intended. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so here's what I think. Sure. This is yeah. not in my flow of questions, but uh, I was going to ask if you'd ever considered taking part in an SCA event. I don't really ask anybody. If they've considered if they consider doing KCBS or competition barbecue anymore, because popularity and interest seems to have waned a little bit. Although I'm trying to bring that back this year on a number of different fronts, but SCA certainly seems a lot more approachable, a lot more affordable. You got a grill, throw it in your car, away you go, get some steaks, blah blah blah, and it's like 250 bucks for a chance to win a thousand, and then go to the World Champs down in Fort Worth, which is one of your favorite cities, of course. Have you? Would you? 
Would you ever do SCA outside of the, everything that you just mentioned and why you wouldn't? Um, would you give it a go? I think I would. I mean, yeah. as I mentioned, I've done it once before and, and it was at like an Ace Hardware show. So it was like, up against like people like Myron Mixon and it was all the people who were there trying to be the showcases. So I think I got seventh place, which was fairly reasonable for my first time. But um, I would in the same circumstance. So I don't think I would chase down the the competition circuit only because there's a lot going on yeah. but i think if i ended up somewhere with the opportunity to compete i think it would be fun every now and again and would you cook it your way then if you're going to do it if you're going to put down the funds would you do a just keep flipping method you know you win that and then maybe you do another two or three and you win those or you do really well now all of a sudden we have a new 2023 trend on our hand. We have the just keep yeah. flipping method trend that's going to be racing around the SCA. You could do some classes and make some cash on side. But, uh, you know, when SCA first started, you had to use Hardcore Carnival Black to win. There was just this whole streak of people putting it on the underside so that the judges could taste it but not see it because they wouldn't, they'd think that the steak was burnt if they saw it. So, we, I think we're in there. I think people just don't like discussing it because it's like their their great little secret to how to win an SEA. Well, I told uh, Rusty, my Utah embedded correspondent, who is a, both a uh, venerable competition cook, barbecue wise, and also quite a competitive SEA cook, that if he would champion what I was calling the sear revolution, so no grill marks, only a sear on both sides, for every time he wanted, I would pay his entry fee, or I would reimburse him back. So he would go in, no expense. He'd get to keep the money, no cut for me. And he said he would do it. This was like a year and a half ago, whatever it was. And then like by the third contest, he started to grip because he wasn't winning and he wants the golden ticket. And then he started backtracking in subsequent interviews saying, well, I'm going to go back to doing the, the grill marks because I want the ticket. But then once I get the ticket... Then I'll go back to Sear. I'm like, yeah, but if you go to Fort Worth and you're not obviously going to Sear, you're going to go with what brought you. So uh, he hasn't reemerged as being my Sear champion for SEA, although I do hear from time to but time. But how that does, it does that make work. you feel? Do you feel well, that, okay, but do you feel like you can get a golden ticket on a Sear? It has been done. There have been few SEA events that have. Uh, been one through Sears. Now, listen, I'm just going to say this, Greg. All right. There's a lot of Outback Steakhouses in the United States, and there's a lot of people keeping them in business. Yeah. Seared steaks. How about okay. that? So there's no accounting for taste. Right. <laughs> By the way, you had mentioned uh, hardcore carnivore black being used under on the underside of the steak. As mm -hmm. coincidence would have it, the weekly poll over at YouTube tonight is, in general, are you a fan of activated charcoal rubs? And currently, 41% of the voting public is saying, what the F is activated charcoal rubs? <laughs> you can believe 35 35% are saying yes, they are fans. 24% are saying no. So let's do a little education here. What's a activated charcoal rub well the activated charcoal rub is hardcore carnival black um because if you've had any other kind you can probably be sure that they copied us so uh i <laughs> it's basically a seasoning that has it should be a very very small amount ours is less than one percent of the final blend and that's important too um that has a very small amount of activated charcoal, which is charcoal that's been steam treated. It's um, it's in it's odorless, it's flavorless, it's just in there for appearance. So it's basically like meat cosmetics. It's also the same reason, um, you know, when Matt Pittman started Meat Church, he would tell folks that originally his um, holy cow seasoning was just salt and pepper, and he added paprika in because people like to buy red rubs. And for the same reason, you know having a activated charcoal jet black rub it also helps build a bark it helps give a great appearance we with our eyes it gives beautiful contrast to medium rare steaks and things of that nature so as my whole deal was that i didn't know how to cook 
at meet when I first started out on this journey. And one of the things I struggled most with was the tendency to want to overcook the steak in order to get that steakhouse sear. Mm. So this helps you on your way with that. But then at the end of the day, at least as far as hardcore carnivore is concerned, it's just a really good tasting rub, the rest of it, which is why we keep selling bottles of it. It's not just a gimmick. And uh, the red is just different colored, but the same flavor profile as the black. Right. So we had a lot of people using black on pork ribs, for example, and it looks amazing on red meat. It looks terrible on white meat because it just looks burnt. So we came up with the red, which has nearly, a, you know, identical flavor profile. It's a little bit of heat. Um, for that and we've used on chicken and pork and actually now it's transitioned into just our all purpose getting back to the SCA because there's a couple other follow up mm. questions there at the shed oh sure yeah let's are you with me or are you against me bloody marys are horrible drinks sorry against <laughs> against against are you with me or are you against me? Bloody Mary contests are worse than the drinks themselves because let's face it, it's a race to see how much shit one person can hang off a goddamn pint glass. With. 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 50%. Yeah. yeah. So you like, Have you you seen like that Bloody one Mary's? I like Bloody Marys, but have you seen that one that's going around the internet at the moment that they made in a full-on vase for your American listers that's base, base? base. And there's an entire rotisserie chicken in there as, <laughs> <laughs> as garnish. I don't know. Like this one specifically, uh, so the, shed, the Shed's uh, Bloody Mary contest is one that I have been tracking for no less than five years. I think from year one that they started putting on this SCA event, they've had the adjoining or the companioning Bloody Mary contest. And this thing is so effing obnoxious. It makes me want to vomit out loud. Okay. And like, hang on before you vomit out loud. What? Like, what are you doing? Because maybe we can consider it. Maybe we consider it. Hang on, hang on. Listen, maybe you consider it an engineering feat that it's less about <laughs> the Bloody Mary and more about a balance thing on the rim of the glass. But I'm not at college. I'm in a Bloody Mary contest. How good does the Bloody Mary taste? I don't want the soft-shelled crab and the filet and a dozen chicken You don't wings. want soft-shelled crab? Not on my Bloody Mary. I mean, I think Bloody mm. Marys are disgusting anyway. How do you make a good Bloody Mary? <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere. Um, I like I like really Zing Zang is really cheap Bloody Mary mix and I think it's great. It's got to have celery salt and it's got to have pickle juice in it and it's got to have a lot of olives, for sure. What about horseradish and clamato? Hundred percent, yes. Hundred percent, immediately, yes. Wow. Yep. Hmm. Love horseradish. I've tried them uh, when I was in my drinking phase. I tried them no less than thirty times. It was one of my dad's favorite Sunday morning drinks before he actually gets to the real drinking. And he was a big uh, horseradish in the Bloody Mary guy. But man, oh you man. You could do a Virgin I mean, Mary. Uh, yeah, but it's, if I don't like the. Is it just too much? Is it too much of like a meal before a meal for uh, you? I don't know. I think it was just the, the overall flavor profile of it that I didn't agree with. And I think I've had some pretty good ones. I was at a barbecue contest once in Oklahoma. I was an MC out there one time many, many years ago. And uh, Scott Key from Little Pig Town, a uh, name you probably don't know, but he is revered as being one of the nation's prolific Bloody Mary concoctures. And like mm. for me, it was like, eh. and everybody looked at me like I was just a shithead, and I felt really like self-concerned for my safety, and I gave it to somebody. What about else. micheladas? I never really had one. Do you know what? The, oh, yeah. I mean, like those. So you know those, what that is? Those came into my radar, like right as I was uh, not drinking anymore. But uh, <laughs> beer with the with the Mexican spice on top and the lime and all that stuff. Like you would use your. Yeah, but your it's got the tomato right? juice in it as well. Yeah. I use michelada. Oh, michelada. That's right. why we called it michelada. That's right. Ha -ha. Yeah, I do like uh, tomato uh, juice. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a fan. But for, for whatever reason, the Bloody, the Bloody Mary just never, never agreed with me. I'll tell you what, though, if anyone's listening, Bloody Marys as a marinade for flank steaks. Yeah. I know. I just want to see if you're awake, Greg. 
Uh, there's a blood. I think I have that recipe on my website. Actually, it makes a great marinade. Right. Great flavors. Just micheladas. Put some beer in there too. Justpriles.com is the place you want to go to check out that particular recipe. Looking at cookers this year, what's your take on the market? What do you think the most popular cooker is going to be, and what do you think might tail in 2023? Hmm. I mean, obviously, I think pellet grills are still going to go really strong. I would like to see, I feel like great basic charcoal grills have been so overlooked Mm. for gadgets and gizmos and whirring things, and I feel like they just need to come back. Like the analog nature of it, if you're that person that loves vinyl and you love an old school offset smoker, you should have a basic charcoal smoker Mm. and it doesn't need charcoal grill rather. And it doesn't need to be fancy. Love cooking on a basic grill. Um, So I want to see those make a comeback. I don't know. I feel like anything with too many modules or screens or, you know, Wi-Fi capabilities we might be seeing. Peter, because like there's too many things that can go wrong. Like, I don't know. I hope they're not a sponsor of your show, but there's a certain thermometer that you can get that's designed to be left in the meat. And its circumference looks like a, a freaking cricket bat. It's massive. Why would you want to leave a hole in your meat like that? Yeah, you're talking about the meter. I am. Wow, could I go on a diatribe on the meter? Can we? I, we've never done that. Honestly, I feel like you and I have so many pet peeves that are the same. I, I'm a little disheartened that. Well, not disheartened, but I, I guess it it solidifies the the one of two ways that the meter was going to go after they were acquired by Traeger, and that was Traeger's going to get this thing. They're going to take it down because uh, otherwise it was it was an existing piece of shit. And it was a complete money grab, and it took forever to deliver. It felt thievery of the highest order. Now, they did start to actually produce products, so it wasn't an actual, like, shade. It was a Kickstarter, right? Oh, yeah. Or something like that. Very successful to the tune of multi, multi multi-millions of dollars. But, like, Doug Shiding waited three years or whatever for his to actually show up, and then... The connectivity of it is ludicrous, bad at best. And as soon as you shut a lid, connectivity really falls off because can't make it through the lid of stuff. So I thought Traeger was going to buy it and they were going to improve the technology. Yeah. And they were going to really make it what it should maybe Traegerize it. Yes. I mean, for what they do good, they do really well. And then they would also put the marketing push behind it, maybe rename it the Triggernator or whatever the hell they might, you know, name it from a cool perspective. And it would it would dominate. But instead I believe they just bought it for the IP and they could care less if that thing went out into the field and a poacher shot that thing in the head and it went away. They don't care about it, but they bought the technology because you never hear anything else about it. And it's the same complaints that you're talking about. I put it in and it leaves a hole this big in my brisket. Like I don't well, want that. Okay, but that's the complaint that I have, and I've never used it. But I just see, especially, obviously, I see other people use it on, on their social media, and I'm like, why, why, why are you cutting into that steak that looks like something has bored its way to the center of the core here? <laughs> you know, like, did someone take a core sample of your steak? Oh, no, that was just my meter, because for whatever reason, I couldn't use this tiny little instant read probe thermometer instead. Hmm. It insists upon itself, as Peter Griffin would say. Hmm. I agree with that, by the way. It does insist upon We agree on nearly everything except when you're wrong about Pantera songs. Yes, well, something we can't always agree on everything, <laughs> right? It's true. It's true. It'd be boring, wouldn't it? Can It'd I be boring. Can I put you on hold just for one moment, and then we can come back and address a few other topics, and that'll be it? Let's. All right. Yeah. Stand by. We're talking with Jess Priles from HardcoreCarnivore.com, which is the uh, gear and rub portion and then of course for recipes you go to justpriles.com Green Mountain Grills is a premier pellet grill manufacturer they have two different cookers for you to choose from line wise choice line prime line so if you want to save a couple bucks you don't need all the bells and whistles that a lot of these other pellet cookers have then the choice line is right up your alley just one size to choose from that accommodates a bunch of meat for a family of five or six certainly can get the job done. 
and accommodates the pizza oven insert that I tell you about each and every week. Now, if you don't really care about saving a few extra hundred bucks or you want a little bit more of a robust build on the chassis and you want all the bells and whistles, for instance, two internal meat probes, you want Wi-Fi connectivity, you want to be able to download an app and control that cooker from your Shah's Lounge, then this is the one you want to take a look at. It's even got peek-in windows on the main cooking chamber, the pellet hopper. It's got lights on the inside of the main cooking chamber, really laid out. So you figure out which one you like best, and then visit a dealer, because like Primo Grills, Green Mountain are only sold through dealers. Visit that dealer, get educated, touch and feel all of them, and then get the one that best fits your needs, and take it home. Much like the Choice line, the Prime line also accommodates the pizza oven insert, so you are ready to go either way for high heat pizza grilling every Friday night or every night of the week. It doesn't have to just be Fridays or Saturdays. And that's fun. Does it all. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. And we are back with more Just Priles right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Let's get back to a guy who has more experience giving you his opinion than he actually has cooking. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. I read something on Twitter the other day, and it blew my mind. So while I would normally lead in with a bumper read, I'm here to tell you this. I mean, most of us are not the Gen Z or millennials. But if you have a kid in that age range, they're scared to use the phone. There's a lady billing $500 an hour right now to help your Gen Z or millennial get over their fear of using the phone as a phone. I can do it for a little less of an hourly rate. I'm a master on the phone. I am a sales professional. But we're not talking about selling on the phone. We're talking about talking on the phone like, hello. And then having a conversation from there. If you need my help, please email me, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com, and I will make sure that who's ever phone-phobic is phone-affirmative or phone-confident after you get done with me. And Jess Priles rejoins us here on the show, hardcorecarnivore.com uh, or jessprials.com, depending on what you're looking for. We talked about what popular cookers might be and what might be tailing. I'm big on full-size electric cookers in 2023 and hybrid cookers of 2023. Huh. Now, I, was it five, six, seven years ago, hybrid meant you have a charcoal grill on this side, you have a gas grill on this side, it's all on the same chassis, but independent tops, lids, all that stuff, it wasn't the same chamber, if you will. And now, coming to market, uh, as it has maybe for the last couple of years, Pits and Spits has had a hybrid cooker out for a number of years, uh, but now we're seeing some of the, the bigger major manufacturers start to come out with whatever their version is going to look like, where you have an offset on one side, a main cooking chamber, and you have a pellet cooker on the other side. So you can start as an offset, finish as a pellet cooker if you got baseball games or other shenanigans to do, or vice versa, you can start as a pellet cooker, finish as an offset, you don't impress people coming over and you know, act like a real barbecue pit master when, in essence, you weren't. What do you think about either full-size electric cookers really hitting the mark this year or hybrid cookers? When you say electric cookers, what exactly do you mean? I mean full-size grills, but they're electric. Straight up electric. So like plug it like in. Like those ones that just have the pucks. Okay. I'm a, I'm a big fat no on electric. Big fat immediately no. Immediately no. Immediately. Yep. Really? Yep. Mm -hmm. What if I had? What if I um, sent you one for free? I've said no to many people who have tried to send me them for free. Yes, but me. And but it's, me. Co it's called integrity, and I still have it. Um, so. <laughs> so. Uh, Pits and spits. I, you know, I cook on a pits and spits. I have a pellet yep. grill and an offset. So yep. I think it's cool that they're combining it. But the key there is that they're both smokers. In my experience, when a grill tries to do too many things, so if it's trying to be a true grill and a smoker, 
it is usually substandard at both instead of being excellent at one of them. Mm. So, for example, I think that one of the biggest ruses in the industry is that it should not be called a pellet grill. It should be called a pellet smoker yep. because they do not, in fact, grill. And I know there's trapdoors and like back off your keyboard if you're about to explain to me how it works because I know, but it's you should have a smoker and you should have a grill if you love cooking outdoors. There's going to be a second Thus season. saith me. Well, that's mm. fine. That's your uh, you're you're one of the industry's leading opinion makers. Why not? You're allowed to say what you want to say. <laughs> Let's go for it. There's going to be a second season of Barbecue USA with my bestie for the resty, Michael Simon. Could we be seeing the rebirth of the quote-unquote pitmaster phenomenon to some degree? Well, Maybe it's just something outside of Texas because within Texas, we never lost that phenomenon. Mm. They are still gods amongst men here or women. Do you think it'll have, it do you think it will cause a resurgence or a, a re interest in competitions? I, yes, I think that that's going to be the variable because you had like big barbecue shows, you had chef's table doing their barbecue special and everyone lost their minds over that. And then you had this amazing show called Barber Quest on Hulu that some of you should watch sometime. And all of those are about barbecue joints, mm -hmm. but it has been a long time since barbecue pitmasters shone a spotlight on competition barbecue. And I think that, uh, you know, barbecue USA might do that. It might be, it might be the, uh, the old uh, defibrillator paddles that everyone was looking for. Is that too extreme, do you think, to say that? No, I've, uh, I've held the thought that, well, I didn't know if it was going to get through, like, aside from the first season, if it was going to get renewed. I don't have any idea how TV works, and especially with the Food Network, it seemed like there's some shows to me that make sense that should just continue on in perpetuity that get trashed after one pilot episode. Uh, I thought mm -hmm. Susie's like Susie did a, a a pilot show one time, and I thought that would mm -hmm. be a really good show because to me it it had all of the things that I want to see in what would be a, a reality TV show. You have the main concept of live fire, which obviously I really love and cover weekly mm -hmm. and blog about and all this other BS. Um, and then there was also the potential buy-in from the watcher, which is I like Susie, I like Todd. I like their kids. Are they going to fight tonight? Are they going out to a barbecue restaurant? They're going to critique it. You know, there's all the little nuances, just like why Deadliest Catch consider uh, is is still something that people watch. Look, guess what? They're going to go catch fucking crab. No kidding. But it's <laughs> how are the greenhorn and the guy running the hydros interacting? And is the captain yelling at everybody and saying, "No, we're going to you know go to the next string for 48 miles and you can't eat or whatever"? Like that's where the, it's the, the chip and joanna factor it's the yeah. chip and jojo factor you want to love the people not the concept yes but you but you have so you have the main buy-in but it doesn't always have to be about that that's why i think I, the, i've got a pitch for you greg well i'm not a tv Can producer, I go there? but i know one he's a close personal friend i know but but check this out okay so you know my my husband chris now works in the business with me but before that he was a house flipper and we're like you know what here's the thing he's a good looking man we should do a tv show where he builds outdoor kitchens yes. and i teach people how to cook in them and we can call it flipping off austin how about it let's go i like it, it writes itself yes I can only imagine. Do you have uh, already, <laughs> what, three seasons written out? or In say, my head, yes. Yes, I bet. Yes. Yeah. You're one of the... People would watch it just for his mustache. You know that. Look, uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I have long yeah. held the mantra, mantra, that if you meet somebody without a mustache, you can then never subsequently grow a mustache because it's like, what the fuck? However... Somehow he has he has dug in those heels and has enough time has eclipsed now where he would actually look weird not having the mustache. He's really I agree done the opposite of, of what I feel because I don't have it available at the moment, but I could show you a picture mm. of me 
with a mustache and after you regained consciousness you would say you should <laughs> never show that like and it would just prove my point that you you can't was it know a full me tom Selleck? Yes. Was it bushy yes but i'm sicilian and it's like hey it's me i'm audio it's it was very off-putting okay. um it was a number but of you years you can say ago. that because you're italian yes um, i get it, it I, my daughters were much younger at the time when I did it. I had a full beard. I shaved it down to a mustache. I walked out. My youngest immediately started crying. Like that's how off-putting it was. And I'm not even kidding. There's your sign. So there's my yeah. confirmation that you can't just grow a mustache willy-nilly. Like you got to meet the majority of people in your life with it or without it because you can't come with it. However, again, he has mm -hmm. done it for so long that I think he he's always had it. That's how long he's had. Yeah, that. he's he owns it. He has he has yes. servers yes. and straight men frequently sort of taken aback by like, oh, I can't stop looking into the vortex that is your bushy, thick facial hair. Servers. He gets compliments on it all men? the time. Servers and straight men. Like, like just <laughs> random guys will be like, you know, da, 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 da. oh yeah, hey man, nice mustache by the way. He's got firemen who are jealous of him, and that's yes. saying something. Yes. I yeah, could bring up yeah. a whole other line of work back in the 70s that would probably be jealous of him as well, but I'm not going to say it. Can I tell you? No, I'm going to move you away from that topic and tell you that, and I'm going to send you <laughs> pictures later, but someone got a hardcore carnivore tattoo this week. Really? Yes. Wow. I had, yes, on their knee. I had somebody approach me on about uh, putting a Barbecue Central show logo on their person, and mm. uh, I said, look, I'm not in control of your person. I am pleading with you think of me on the ground going don't do that like i just don't i don't want that responsibility i don't want any part of it don't you dare put my logo on any part of you just be a fan because on the off chance of 10 years from now somehow that costs you something i want to do that so okay, i talk can about. I give you some context yeah i mean it's great for everybody else we're talking I'm not that guy. okay but we're talking about the guy who chose to do it is covered in tattoos and so much so, and that actually he told us this the first time we met him. He said, after my wife had babies and had an episiotomy, Yikes. which wow. you know what that is. Hello, Cher. He's like, I he said that he had matching stitches tattooed in the same region. <laughs> so if you're talking about someone who went and did wow. that, wow -wee. Then he can have a hardcore carnivore tattoo yeah. on his kneecap. How about that? And I'm sorry, Carl. Now everyone knows. Yeah. Wow. But if I don't know who Carl, if you were brave enough to tell me straight up, wow. then that's what you get. You will that? post it to social media soon. You'll yes. see. All right. Can't wait. He's proud. Um. Mm. Do you want to play a game before we let you not, go? Not that one. Yeah. Yes. Obviously. Yes. But yeah. only if I get it right. Please. Well, we'll see about that. Uh, before mm. we jump into the game here this evening, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Jess, originally from Australia, now in Austin, Texas, founder of Hardcore Carnivore and uh, budding meat scientist. Budding meat scientist. All right. Let's play. Yeah. Woo. A game we're playing for the first time in 2023. Between these two, which is the better Nirvana song? Breed? Or stay away. <laughs> I'm really trying to figure out how to frame my answer here. Well, the answer could be breed or stay away. But we've also had none of the above before. This is not a trick question because we're not talking about meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, stay away. Stay away, all right. Final answer? Yeah, lock it in. All right. Are we starting out 2023 and keeping the winning streak alive? Nope. It is Breed. It's my favorite Nirvana song. Okay, yeah. Between any Nirvana song, Breed is my favorite. Do you have Do you have a favorite Nirvana song outside of those two? Obviously, it's not Breed. No, because... Guess what? I've never heard those two songs. Really? Truly. They were, Couldn't give a shit about Nirvana. They were on uh, the They're not heavy the enough, baby. Greg. Go heavy. If you want, listen, if you oh want to gosh. talk about Poison and Warren and Skid Row all day long, we can do a Motley Crew off. Let's go 80s next time. 
I wasn't a grunge kid. It's not heavy enough. It's got a re- it's got a very aggressive baseline. Yes. Uh, but no, it's not. It's it's too it's too light. It's like it's like too it's light. still like a light mayonnaise. You just version. said warrant. Yeah, but it's the sound. It's the guitar tone for me. You see. Hmm. All right. So grunge. And they didn't take themselves seriously. Some you're like some gr- Nirvana didn't take themselves seriously. <laughs> oh no, Lord. no, no. Oh, Warrant. Warrant, yeah, Warrant okay. didn't take themselves seriously. Is that cherry pie? Is that Warrant? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes, yeah. it is. I mean, come that on. is that is not a serious thing. Well, uh, I can not see s- some people in the instant chat I like, are, I would, on your side. They say that uh, I'll do some Alice in Chains. Yeah, I've, we've already I'll done do that. Alice in Chains yeah, with we've you. Done, we've done instant. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to go send you a list of my preferred artists. Maybe, you know what? I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but I'm surprised you haven't done ACDC by now. Well, look, I don't want to go for low-hanging fruit for the Australian. <laughs> I like to consider myself a little bit more advanced of a host than that, but I'm sure at some point they might wake, uh, they might make their way down the stream here. Uh, just before I let you go, aside from you uh, judging perhaps an SCA event and definitely ancillaries and probably that godforsaken Bloody Mary contest. Uh, anything else you'd like to promote that's coming up here before our next visit in three months? Uh, for any of your Australian listeners, I am going to be in Meatstock, Melbourne, which is my hometown for right. the big homecoming. Um, and then just keep an eye out on my social media and my website, and I add new dates and new events on. And if you're going to CattleCon, the NCBA convention, I'll be there too. All right, CattleCon and Meatstock coming up here. So, uh, once again, for the gear and the rubs and the products, hardcorecarnivore.com, and for all the cooking stuff and recipes, jessprials.com. Just always appreciate the time, and we will see you again in three months. It's a pleasure. Thank you. There she is. Another outstanding quarterly visit from one Jess Priles, who we will agree to disagree that Breed is actually a fairly rocking song, but just not her guitar type. It's not the tones, man. It's not the tones. So... We will go ahead and get ready to wrap up here. Before we do that, I will tell you about Week 27. David Leans, the Do Wellness Program. That's right. Even Doug Shiding was saying, Greg, what do you know about who's signing up for the Do Wellness Program? I don't know. I don't know if everybody's just waiting to see if somebody else is going to do it, but I'm doing it. I am doing it. So just because I'm 27 weeks ahead of you, doesn't matter. We can still support each other. David's there to support you. I did a completely different on my own food situation last week that I brought him into the loop. We talking about now I'm actually waiting for a reply from him on if he thinks that strategy is something that can pan out here over the next uh, handful of months. Maybe it's something we try out new together or if we go back to something that he suggests. But again, that's why it's nice working with David. Gives you the workout programs, gives you the meal programs, checks in with you weekly or more if you need it. And then we can do little things off the cuff like we're doing right now. I mean... You don't want to sign up for somebody that's going to charge you six or seven hundred bucks a month for a couple check-ins a month and some BS canned stuff. You don't want that. You want somebody invested in you that's going to check in on you and then work with you and meet you where you're at to start. Because if you're not there in the beginning, you're not going to be there in a week or two, let alone 27. DavidLeans.com slash BBQ. That's DavidLeans.com slash BBQ. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. And we thank Jess Pryles for joining us last two segments, or segment and a half, whatever you want to do. Yeah, we're over, so it was two segments. JessPryles.com for recipes, HardcoreCarnivore.com for all the other gear and associated stuff. 
By the way, this guy was on my favorite American Idol winner ever, Kelly Clarkson, Steve Lewis, from Veterans Q. Steve's reference there in the chat is I'll do phone training for 350 bucks an hour. I mean, technically, given my superior skill set, especially when it comes to the phone, I should be charging 750 bucks an hour, but I would do it for less than 500 There's no doubt about it. Um, go to Veterans Q and order one of those uh, repugnant barbecue dad bod calendars that Steve sells every year. And if you are somebody that fashions yourself a dad bod model or if you are in superior shape right now and you feel that over the next uh, handful of months you could fall out of shape tremendously in a gluttonous sense and you don't mind getting into your skivvies, then you might want to shoot Steve an email and tell him you are model ready or at least you're going to get model ready. Why not? Uh, again, that's Veterans Q and grab one of their calendars if they still have them. Uh, because those go to veteran-approved charities, vetted charities, so you're not just giving your money, and then who knows where the hell it'll be listening. Uh, I'm sorry, who knows where the hell that money will actually be going. Steve does all that work for you. All right, let's go ahead and check out all the way back in the first hour. First-time guest, Brad Robinson from Chud's Barbecue. Chud's, T-H-U-D-S, BBQ.com, his website, also on the socials. And then, first-time guest, Meredith Carruthers from the USDA, FSIS. Second hour, Just Priles and all Just Priles. Once again, JustPriles.com, recipes, HardcoreCarnivore.com for gear and rubs and all that fun stuff. And make sure you visit her website to see where she's going to be at. So if you want to visit where she is going to be, you will have a heads up on that. Big show planned for you next week. It is the fourth Tuesday. There is a bonus week. Also in March, so we'll have five shows to start the year. Bob Trudnack will be joining us next week for the first time in 2023. I believe has the most appearances ever as a guest on the show, if I'm not mistaken. Also, uh, Derek Riches will be joining us. And, of course, in the second hour of the Embedded Correspondence, so we have 100% assurity picks ready to go and some other topics to hit on as well. I have had the Beyond Beat Seared Beef Tips so there will be reviewing going on finally for that too. So how do I always leave you? September 11, 2001. I will never forget till next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. It's your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. <laughs>